2: Our world is full of the unexplainable, and if history is an open book, all of these amazing tales are right there on display, just waiting for us to explore. Welcome to the Cabinet of Curiosities. The Bubonic Plague, also known as the Black Death was a particularly devastating sickness in the 1300s that caused fevers, seizures, gangrene, and, eventually, death. When the plague tore through Europe, it killed millions across multiple countries as people fled from one contaminated area to another, looking for safety. While the epidemic only lasted four years, it was known to crop up again in various cities later on. London, Vienna, Marseille, Russia, all saw recurrences of the disease throughout the 1600s and 1700s. It was during a particularly bad outbreak in 1633, when the residents of a small village in Bavaria were struggling. The plague had been ravaging the neighboring area, and the villagers of Oberammergau were terrified of it spreading to their small town, so they turned to the only one they could think of for help. God. They prayed long and hard for salvation, and in the process, they made a kind of deal with God. If He would spare them from the bubonic plague that had wiped out the nearby towns, they would put on a play about the life and death of Jesus every ten years as a way of saying thanks. I know, it might sound strange to do nothing but pray for help with such a threat looming over them. When the plague typically showed up in a town, It became a waiting game to see who would be taken next. Antibiotics wouldn't be developed for another 300 years. But the people needed help, and they had nowhere else to turn except to the one place where they'd gone looking for peace so many times before. For some, faith is a light that frightens away the darkness, and that certainly described these villagers. So they decided to shed a little light on their current problem, but they needed a sign. Only one person out of every thousand died from the plague in October of 1632, but that number rose to 20 by March of 1633, and the disease was spreading fast. The villagers put their plan to work and prayed for guidance. The following July, the number of deaths plummeted back down to just one out of a thousand. It seemed their prayers had been answered. Oberammergau immediately went to work putting their play into production. The Passion Play, as it was called, took almost an entire day to perform all 16 of its acts, beginning with Jesus driving the money changers from the temple and ending with his death and resurrection. It became such a spectacle that people started coming in from all over the world to see it. In 1790, the town began charging admission, also creating package deals that combine tickets with stays at local inns and hotels. The Passion Play had become a -a once-in-a-decade event not to be missed. Through it all, the winds of rumor would often carry news to the villagers of a fresh outbreak of the plague. Each time it happened, though, it would fade away before it ever reached their borders. And as the plague became less and less of a threat over the centuries the need for that elaborate performance—the villagers' end of the bargain, so to speak—became less and less. Ovaram Ergu hasn't seen the plague since the 1600s, so maybe their idea worked. Perhaps God really did honor their agreement, or maybe it just faded away on its own. Regardless of what stopped it, the town has continued to put on the passion play every decade for the last 377 years. Over 2,000 people now work to produce the show, which spans 100 days of live performances. The number of visitors to the village has averaged half a million since 1990, and a special theater has even been constructed to house the production. For many, science and medicine have upstaged faith, while others believe their faith provided the best defense against the darkness. One thing is certain, though. When it comes to handling a deadly outbreak—
0: Because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo.
2: NASA is known for making the impossible possible. From launching astronauts into space and landing on the moon, to sending a robot to Mars to gather data on the planet's soil, NASA is at the forefront of space exploration. It's been that way ever since President Dwight D. Eisenhower formed the organization in 1958 with the goal of sending America's best and brightest out to explore the farthest reaches of space. And in order to perform such explorations, the people going up there were required to wear state-of-the-art spacesuits to regulate pressure and temperature, allow them to communicate with mission control, and to collect surface samples. Spacesuits are complicated feats of engineering that need to be tested rigorously. Otherwise, one flaw can spell disaster for the person wearing it. And as we all know, in space, no one can hear you scream. NASA has all sorts of ways to test a spacesuit. One such method is the vacuum test, where engineers wear the suit and enter a chamber that has all the air sucked out of it. The suits are hooked up to life support systems while the engineers monitor performance and stability. It's a great way to mimic the demands of space. Other tests are a little simpler, and they involve an astronaut simply wearing the suit and letting a team of scientists know how it feels. Can they move freely? Is there any resistance? Such a test depends on the person inside the suit and any number of factors, including how they feel on that particular day and their state of mind. An astronaut with a pulled muscle might unintentionally cause a change to the design that could fail at the worst possible moment. NASA doesn't want anecdotal data clogging up their research. If they miscalculate based on one person's experience, the rest of the suits may be compromised, so engineers have sought more objective methods when testing their suit designs. One such method is K6501. Not really a catchy name, I know. But what else do you call a six foot tall robot designed by some of the best scientists in the world? I'm not sure a name like Phil would work in this situation. K6501 is a custom designed android that is able to grow from 5 foot 5 to 6 foot 2 and cover a wide range of body types. The wires and tubes that fill its body are like our own arteries, but instead of pumping blood, they pump electricity and hydraulic fluid in order to move its aluminum skeleton. K6501 is more than just a glorified mannequin, though. It can shake hands, lift small objects, and balance itself without any assistance, all of which comes in pretty handy when testing the viability of a suit designed without relying on a human subject. Unfortunately, K6501 has one small problem. Well, it's more like a bunch of small problems that add up to one bigger problem he leaks. At least he did when he was first built and tested. But it's been over 50 years since then. Built in 1965, NASA's Android was the first victim of the materials at the time. Its hydraulic system required 10,000 pounds of fluid force to move its arms and legs. The tubing couldn't take the pressure, and one leak had the ability to destroy a spacesuit that today would be worth three-quarters of a million dollars. Imagine that. At a time when resources were strained as they worked to put a man on the moon, NASA invented a metal man who could have helped them build the perfect spacesuit. But the risk was too great, and the costs were too high. So NASA scrapped the project. They went back to their tried-and-true method of testing human guinea pigs for their spacesuits. But don't worry. You can still see K6501 on display at the National Aeronautics and Space Museum in Washington, D.C. Or you can look up. If you squint hard enough, you just might see its descendant, Robonaut 2, assisting the humans on board the International Space Station. It runs in the family, after all. Like father, like son. I hope you've enjoyed today's guided tour of the Cabinet of Curiosities,